Many farmers across our region grow alfalfa, but it's more controversial than you may think. The Mountain West News Bureau's Caleb Bradell reports. It's a chilly overcast day in Reno, and Alejandro Andrade Rodriguez is walking across a tiny field surrounded by city streets and single-family homes. This is a test field run by the University of Nevada, Reno. The agriculture professor walks by an irrigation pivot and points at the low-hanging sprinklers dangling above green alfalfa. They're equipped with sensors he developed. With those sensors, we monitor how much, how much water is being consumed by the crop, and we also determine how much water we need to provide to the soil. He says traditional irrigation pivots spray every part of a field with the same amount of water, but farmland can have different soil types and elevations. You may have in a certain part of the field one soil that, that retains more water for a longer time. The sensors and accompanying software allow farmers to see in real time when to alter the amount of water they're spraying. It's called precision irrigation management. This alfalfa isn't getting watered today. That'll happen come spring. If we have right now the irrigation system running, like pipes might freeze and, and it, it will be no good whatsoever. <laughs> Andrade Rodriguez is leading the university's role in a three-year project, receiving nearly $750,000 from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The Federal Agency's Research Center in Texas is testing the technology on cotton, and the University of California, Davis, is using it on corn. It's trying to reduce the amount of water that is used right now while still helping to produce that food in an inexpensive way, in an affordable way. Conservationists argue many farming areas use water faster than it can be replenished by winter storms. Take northern Nevada's Walker River Basin. It's blanketed with alfalfa fields, and water supplies have been drying up for decades. Peter Stanton is the director of the Walker Basin Conservancy. I'm very skeptical of proposed solutions that don't involve permanent changes in the amount of water we're using to grow grass in the desert. And the amount available fluctuates due to climate change, he adds. We have seen just dramatic changes in how wet the wet years are and how dry the dry years are. Another issue, close to 20% of alfalfa produced in the West was shipped overseas in 2022. That's according to an industry analysis of federal data. We're literally then exporting water. Ann Schechinger is an agricultural economist for the nonpartisan Environmental Working Group. It's true that, you know, this water is being used to grow alfalfa so that people can have hamburgers. But there's so much more water going to alfalfa in the West than people drink and use in their house. At what cost are we willing to have burgers every day? Agriculture leaders say many Western farms would struggle to stay in business if they stopped growing alfalfa. That's the case in Nevada, says J.J. Goykachia, the state's agriculture director. Well, there's a lot of soil in Nevada that won't grow anything else. Some of these areas you can't grow produce. you got a really narrow window as far as the growing season goes. Federal data shows there are more than 790,000 acres of irrigated farmland in Nevada. Nearly half of it is planted with alfalfa, the state's top cash crop. In 2022, production of it raked in $385 million for farmers. Some of these rural counties, they would not be economically whole if it was not for hay and predominantly alfalfa production. Back at the test field in Reno, Andrade Rodriguez says farmers irrigating alfalfa and other water-intensive crops 
play a crucial role in the global food system, and cutting back irrigation drastically would have big consequences. We will have to find a way to, let's say, import that food or produce that food using much less water. And we don't have that right now. His sensors and software aim to change that. He hopes to make the technology free for farmers to use, and the research team would hold workshops to teach them how. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Caleb Radel. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.